The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we, in honor of Michael Barr, who is crushing things off his wife's to-do list this week, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And today, Mr. Novi Williams, we begin in the Pacific Northwest. The Emerald City of Seattle looks as if hockey is coming to town. Board of Governors meetings here in, in New York this week. Uh, Seattle moved one step closer. I don't think you're surprised. I'm certainly no. certainly not surprised. Uh, it looks like the next NHL franchise, uh, expansion franchise, is going to be in Seattle. Congratulations, Messrs. Lywicki, Bonderman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have the arena. It's a good market. They managed to get that thing done without big-time public money. Now all the NHL has to do is... Say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can have an expansion season like the Golden Knights had. Yeah, imagine going to the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals in year one. Are you, are you surprised? I'm a little surprised that the, the, the team that, that the NHL beat the NBA to Seattle. And, and I, I think you and I agree that this will probably portend an NBA team Portet- at, at, some point, at some point in the near future. Um, but I am surprised that given you know the love of the Sonics, how upset people were when they left, uh, that, that the NHL got there before basketball. I only say no in that the requirement was the building, and if getting the hockey team first was enough to force people to do or to compel people to take the risk and build the building, I think that Tim Laiwiki knows, and he has said some things in the past and gotten phone calls from the NBA and the NHL, like, hey, shush. So I, I, would, I would venture that Tim knows what's going on inside of Olympic Tower, what's available, what's on the radar, and there's a good possibility that an NBA team would follow. Going back to the NHL for a second, you know, there's been talk of, and the NHL was close to, to putting another Canadian franchise in. Quebec. Do you think that we are going to see more expansion in the near future? Do you think we may see teams move? How, how big can the, is the NHL going to go MLS style? What, what are we expecting here? Yeah, it's like Don Garber, there's one a week, <laughs> you know, they're fighting everywhere. I would say yes and yes. And okay. that if I'm looking for relocation, I venture that you could guess which team would be the one. I can think of a few. The the Coyotes Mm -hmm. being number one on that list, and that building just has not worked out. It's been refinanced. It just built in the wrong place. That sprawl that they expected, the suburban sprawl, did not happen. You can do it for football because it's only eight games a year. Um, Wouldn't be surprised to see the Coyotes be a relocate and then an expansion, and whether it's Quebec, whether it's another team in Ontario. Hamilton, yeah. yeah, one of those two sure makes perfect sense for the NHL. And this is good. Expansion teams are good for owners, right? There's a there's a hefty expansion fee. The money goes right in your it, pocket. It puts the league in another market. This is a good one. It's a good TV market to yeah. be in. Yeah. Uh, this is something, as we saw with the NFL, you know, moving into L.A. and into uh, Las Vegas coming up. Uh, these are things that are good, at least definitely in the short term. 
for other owners. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those scenarios where you have to prove your worth and go out there and take deposits. And all of those signs, I think Lywicki said it on the show. He gave us the numbers, whatever. Yeah. But they were Vegas-like, you know, a lot sure. of support for it. And um, they couldn't get it last time, and they lost the Sonics because they just wouldn't pay for another building. Um, I don't think there were any lessons learned there. If you can't pay your teachers and your firefighters, people have had enough. You just got to figure out a way to do it. And that's what uh, Tim Lywicki did. Sonics in the name, yes or no? No. Definitely not. Uh, no. Oh, you mean in a, in a basketball team? No, for the hockey. Oh, team. I, no, no, I can't. I don't know. I haven't even thought about what the name would be, but uh, no, it's not. No, no, no. Can't can't imagine. But would you like to share the biggest hockey news of the week, Evan? Mm, I mean, I think it's you. Pops. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I think you want to share the no, biggest hockey no, news of the week. No, no, would you like to share the the biggest <laughs> news since since folks know uh, that my little guy, the first year squirt, does play. Would you like to share the uh, the latest rankings news? Jackson Soshnik's team was number three in the rankings, played number one in the rankings. We're not going to say who. We don't want to say who. You know, this is like a Penn State, Ohio State, Titanic match. Yeah, yes. Uh, beat the pants off them, right? 6-1 and 8-1. 6-1 the, the number one team. And now the number one seed. The number one team Fantastic. in the nation among nine-year-olds. So, Congratulations. So maybe some of these kids will be playing in Seattle. Yeah, you should just take that team and move it to Seattle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ready-made. The, the Rockets. It's like a pre-made house. Yeah. The, the Rainier Rockets. There we go. <laughs> Nobody has to even change the logo. It's Wait, all good. really quick. Done. Did you see that Capitals ring? Oh my God! I oh I, I yes, Medina. I'm so glad you brought it up. I was going to send Ted Leontes a message. I didn't do it, but the first picture he put out, I I almost said to him. I go, Ted. What was is that a ring or is that body armor? It it looked like one of those vests that the guys the knights wore. It is huge. They're not. I mean, they're not rings. They, they have a I circle know, in them, and you but, can wear them on your finger. Like, but they're not rings. This cracked me up. So this has to be where you, maybe you shove two or three fingers in there, like like brass knuckles. You just wear it. Like you hold it up with your fist. Eventually, they're going to be the size of WWE belts, right? <laughs> I do have one question regarding them. Do they give it? How many rings do they get? Is it for the team and like the front office as well? And it, the coach? It's, it's, it's like, up to the owner. It depends. Yeah. It's up to the owner. He can get it to for everybody up and down the organization to guys working the parking lot or whatever he wants. Yeah, he determines who gets it. I have it. a buddy who was a scout for the Astros and he got a ring for their world championship last year. I think a scout should get a ring. I mean, Absolutely. especially since yeah. their scouting department, hello Sig, is uh, better than most. Hello Noel. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. All right, move on. What do we got here? Number two for the day. Speaking of Major League Baseball, accidentally segued. The numbers in attendance are going the wrong way for Rob Manfred and co. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I'm really surprised here. Overall, league-wide attendance, just a shade under uh, 70 million people, um, which is the the lowest it's been looking here since 2003. You know, so so baseball that, that, that's has, a been long time a, yeah, that's has been on a yeah has been on a steady decline. At some, at one point, looking here at the numbers, 2007, it was almost 80 million, right? So in the past 10 years or so. Uh, over 10 million fewer people are buying tickets 
to 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 Major League Baseball games. And I mean, again, this attendance Medina. number is numbers is is tickets sold. It's not turnstile numbers. Medina, you're gonna love this. You know, Eben is not happy just to give those numbers out there. He wants to give some perspective. So he took 20 minutes the other day, and he's asking me questions, and I'm wondering what he's doing. And he was trying to come up a dollar figure, like a fair way to give a dollar figure of what was lost. So while you were back of napkining, yeah. I, I was like wondering what you're <laughs> doing over there. But you can and this is not science. No, it's, not, but, it's definitely not science. But if you take in the, context, if you take the average ticket price at each stadium, and then multiply that by the rough up or down number of of t- ticket sale changes that, that each team saw this year. Uh, MLB teams lost out on almost $100 million in ticket sales this year. So that puts that in perspective. It's a 4% drop from 17 to 18, uh, but that translates into probably even more because this is just the average and doesn't include premium, uh, but o- about $100 million of ticket sales. Yeah, and you were asking me, were what's lost. it fair? How, what do you think the per- average person had? This would be fun. If anybody can send us some, some tweets. Evan, what, can yeah. I ask something really quick? Sorry yeah. to cut you off, Scott. Hold on, Medina. I just want to make sure. Is your mic on? Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, okay. it is on. Okay, okay. I just want to make it, sure. Did you do like an X over Y? Over, like, pers- like, what was the equate? Like, what did you use to figure oh, out? There's this a equation? colorful spreadsheet. I can send it to you. It's uh, <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's really he nice. Like, Evan Novi Williams loves it's, it's really nice. But yeah, we were talking about, you know, because there's more revenue that teams get just than ticket sales, obviously. How much does uh, an average person spend at, at, at concessions? Let's ask Medina. You go to a game. What, what would you say is fair, Medina? What is the average baseball fan goes to a game? What mm. do they consume from the concessions? Gosh, I would say easy, easy at the minimum $50. Wow. Give, give it, yeah, but give us product. How yeah. many? Oh, how okay. many? So I would say on the average, uh, I would say probably about maybe depending on what kind of alcoholic beverages you drink, or even if you drink at all. Um, okay, so let's say two beers. Two. Um, we said a two. Snack yeah. and a hot dog. Hot dog. Well, and so the last good. game that I went to was the Yankees and uh, Red Sox game. I had two vodka cranberries, <laughs> a hot dog. <laughs> And something else, and yeah, it was easy. I think I spent like sixty bucks. And your fi- and your fiance? Uh, no, actually, he was at work. So, oh. but it was a group of us that went. Oh, okay. So if you crunch yeah. if you crunch those numbers along what Medina just said, you know, two right. beers or two equivalents of drinks, a snack and a hot dog, you know, that's another fifty plus million dollars that teams are missing out on. Uh, that doesn't include merchandise, obviously. It doesn't include parking. Uh, so when you say it, baseball attendance is down. Four percent. That is a good idea of what these teams are looking at, and that's not good. That's that's not positive. Yeah, you want your in-stadium, but here comes the debate again. Where does the revenue matter most these days? As media comes up and in-stadium comes down, what kind of ballpark did you have? How much did you spend on it? Is it is it designed to be a cash register for concessions and luxury? That that all we'll see. But it's totally team specific. Yeah, totally know? team and, specific. And for the Yankees, you know, ticket sales are are, are important. Are very important because they yeah. sell so many of them. You know, for other teams like let's say the Rays, for example, and I'm not picking on them specifically, but a team that doesn't sell as much and doesn't have high ticket prices, you know, yeah, ticket sales maybe aren't aren't half of their revenue. It's probably not even a third or a quarter of their. Thought revenue. you were going to say Blue Jays. Because they were the biggest. The Blue Jays are. I mean, yeah. the Blue Jays numbers are the Blue Jays and the and the Marlins. You know, under new ownership, yeah. are the two teams by my calculations, both of them lost over so twenty not, million dollars. The in fans in sales. South Florida aren't buying tickets, so they can see Derek Jeter. There was a, a lot fewer uh, Marlins fans bought tickets. If I look at the numbers here, uh, seven hundred and seventy-one thousand fewer fans yeah. bought tickets to the. Marlins but my point is, year. if I'm a baseball owner, again, we talk about this all the time. Baseball, one hundred and sixty-two, sometimes one hundred and sixty-three games. And all the teams, there's so much ability to scale from a media perspective. 
all of that stuff. And that's where the future is headed. It's how do we slice and dice and sell and distribute and cover the globe with our product. That number is going to keep going up. So at what point do I show, well, I don't, what's the adjective, concern, panic? What is the balance between, well, the future really is the mobile devices and how do we spread this around the world versus, eh, so I'm down 10,000 at home. I yeah, really no, care. I think you're right. And I think it's the reason why, as we see more stadiums getting built, you know, we're going to talk later this week with uh, the president of the Braves, Derek Schiller, you know, their stadium is less than 50,000, you know, whereas... Far a, less. Yeah, and a stadium like Shea from back in the day was was, was much bigger. Uh, I think the new stadiums we see are going to be smaller and smaller for that purpose. You don't need 70,000 people at a game. Maybe maybe in the future, they're 25,000 seat stadiums. Amy Trask and, model, smaller yeah, premium. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're right. The, if if you look at the growth prospect for these uh, for these teams, uh, it's in digital, it's in media, it's not necessarily in milking more out of concessions and merchandise sales at their games. Themselves. A man of your young age, you were aware the New York Jets once played at Chase Stadium, I am, right? yeah, and the okay. Yankees as well. Yes, you know yeah. why they're called the Jets. Uh, is it related to the airport that was next door? That was LaGuardia Airport. Yeah, the planes are always flying overhead. There There you you go. go. All right, well, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Scott Soschnick, along with Evan Novi-Williams. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Atlanta Braves president Derek Schiller. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever podcasts are consumed. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.